can you tell us about what your initiatives are on the development front? So for development, it is urban infill, um, high end, going high up luxury, uh, which is it's really exciting and it's a fun product to offer. It has high IL population and then an AL memory care portion as well. Welcome to season six of Bridge the Gap, a podcast dedicated to informing, educating, and influencing the future of housing and services for seniors. Powered by sponsors AccuShield, Connected Living, Hamilton Captel, Refera, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. The contributors are brought to you by Peak Senior Living and produced by Salinity Marketing. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, this senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas at the ASHA conference here in Scottsdale, Arizona on a very cold day, which is a little unusual. People are <laughs> complaining. Even the northerners are complaining. I've heard a couple people from Chicago and Seattle, they're complaining about the cold weather. And I think, well, this is your every day. So a lot of complaining about weather, <laughs> but the sun is out and we've got a great guest, a Bridge the Gap ambassador. We have Heather Tussing. She is the president of Aspenwood. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. We are really excited to talk to you. Um, we have uh, developed a friendship and relationship virtually through LinkedIn. Exactly. <laughs> and through the Bridge the Gap uh, kind of channels. And so it's great to have you on the show. Um, and there's a lot to talk about because uh, you've had a very successful career in senior housing and you've given your your life and your passion to this industry and it's very apparent um and you have a brand new position as president of aspenwood out of houston and there's been a lot of changes there as well bring us up to date sure it's my pleasure uh well yes i was hired by the aspenwood company um there have been some changes we've done a rebranding lately from retirement center management or rcm to the aspenwood company as our portfolio continues to go develop as a high-end luxury, we wanted to ensure that the name was, went along with the brand that we're offering. And RCM just didn't have that name ring to it that the Aspenwood company does. So we have two really exciting projects going on now in addition to our current portfolio. So exciting times. That is exciting. And uh, Josh, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to visit some of now Aspenwood, uh, their portfolio, but these are... I mean, they are luxury, beautifully designed, beautifully crafted communities. I've had the opportunity to uh, personally walk uh, almost all of your Houston communities and your Austin community. Where are the new ground up locations? Our new ground up locations is Charlotte will open in approximately November. Um, and then next is actually going to be Green Hills in the Nashville market. Oh, so literally wow. right, like right in the right urban right there. Wow. 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 Big markets. Super, super hot spots in those markets mm-hmm. as well. So this new Aspenwood brand, yeah. and uh, it seems like a new product. So you're focused uh, exclusively in more urban areas and going vertical, or can you tell us about what your initiatives are on the development sure. front? So for development, um, for our, our new development, it is all it is urban infill, um, high end, going high up luxury, uh, which is it's really exciting and it's a fun product to offer. It has um, high IL population and then an AL memory care portion as well um, for the most communities. Charlotte's a little different, it's strictly IL. Uh, but yes, so that's that's our primary focus going forward. Uh, we do have some of those in our portfolio currently and then we also have high-end mid-market as well, which we're continuing and we could possibly do an acquisition that, if that fit that profile. But I think anything we construct going forward will be that high-end luxury IL, AL memory care primarily. 
Can you share with us, well, you know, from the strategy behind that, what was the kind of the why behind you all wanting to focus on those market types? Well, I work with Jim Gray, who is just a legend in what he does. um, And I I learned so much from him. And especially we've learned in the Houston market, for example, while we have several communities in what you consider uptown, um, they all are very predominant neighborhoods that if you're in River Oaks or if you're in Tanglewood, which is where the Bushes lived, they're still very close together, but they don't go from one neighborhood to another to live. Um, And so that's what we're trying to cater to is where individuals can live where they've always lived uh, without having to move and they can keep their friendships and their restaurants and their doctors and all their lifestyle that they enjoy. And that's what we're finding in Charlotte. Um, We've had great success there so far. And it's people that actually live in the neighborhood or that surrounding area where we're developing. And the same with Green Hills. I mean, we had deposits before we even had a sign up. Uh, Yeah, and and so they just, they're excited to live where they've always lived. They don't wanna, even though like Franklin and Brentwood are amazing areas, they don't wanna relocate. They wanna live where they've always lived. I love that. Well, so, so many developers now I hear are talking not only about the the resident side of the business but they're taking into consideration where they're developing and how they're developing based on the job market and the labor to um, you know provide for that product what do you see as like your labor challenges are you going to have unique labor challenges or advantages going into these markets i think going into these urban markets you actually have an advantage because typically there's going to be a bus line available um, and there's a higher population now granted the higher economic brackets for the high-end luxury can be a little challenging but having that bus nearby overrides that for the most part Um, and honestly I've seen that I'm not going to say labor is not a challenge at all uh, but it's definitely dramatically improved over the last few months. So what are your initiatives in this new role uh, leading the charge for a new brand new development initiatives a very exciting time what's on your mind and what are you looking at over the next year or two to do? So initially, um, I obviously I went in and evaluated the team. Um, I, obviously, we had some great long-term members who I greatly appreciate. And then I've just added to that team and brought on some really strong um, bus- leaders in the industry that I can learn from every day and that we can work together, collaborate, come up with a great solution and then poke holes at it and nobody gets offended and we come up with a better option because of it. Um, and so definitely that, um, definitely we're refocusing our sales and marketing efforts, uh, which is both a lot of work and very, very exciting at the same time. So that's been a primary focus. And then just really looking at everything we do and how can we tighten it up to be even better? So they've had a great product, um, but we want to make sure that we're the best product. And so really redeveloping our memory care program, and that's something the residents deserve. Um, Reimagining what our life enrichment programming looks like, which is very diverse between IL, AL, and memory care, but just ensuring that we're really offering what our residents deserve and what the market wants. What is the competitive landscape like currently in these markets that you mentioned that you're going into? Is this something that kind of once you put these big, nice, upscale communities in, it's kind of like your flag's there and there's not a lot of other competition? Or do you find that those areas are highly sought after for development? I mean, I think there's definitely a lot of competition everywhere. Um, Obviously, if it's a good market, there's probably going to be competition there. Um, With my prior role, I had a lot of experience in the national market, and there are a lot of really great communities in the national market. But what we're offering is very different. And a lot of times what I would compare it to is almost like a we're providing a high-end entrance fee type environment without the entrance fee. 
So you, there's not a buy-in to it. Um, and so they, they have their, they still have their liquid assets and, you know, we're not taking their retirement or their funds from their children and their retirement and so forth. So we're providing that similar environment, but in a, you know, depending on what, what it is, if it's IL, it's an annual lease, for example. Um, and that is something new to the Charlotte market. Charlotte is not seeing that type of environment as significantly for the IL side. So it is something new. And obviously, as we go into the market, um, it's an education piece, but it's been very, they've been very receptive to it. Well, you know, Lucas and I have been very fortunate over the our time in the industry, uh, and you even mentioned this, uh, you inherited some great team members. Exactly, for sure. And we know some of those. And forward-looking, um, with the robust development you're doing, that's going to require recruiting a lot more team. Mm -hmm. So what do you think are some of your unique strategies and advantages to be able to attract the right talent in a tough labor market? Well, um, I've been in the market a while. Um, I mean, I'm so grateful that I worked my way up. I actually started as sales director, then executive director, and done compliance and VP start. I mean, I've done all the different roles, right, to get where I am. And so in order to do that, um, one, I think there's mutual respect if you've worked your way up and you've learned the ropes. So I didn't just start at this high position. I've worked my way up every one of the ways. Um, so I think there's mutual respect, but also you meet lots of people, right? Um, and so the recruitment I've been doing is – I mean, I've just been lucky to hire um, people that are just so well-respected in the industry um, and just that really want to have that collaborative effort. So I haven't really seen a challenge in hiring the high top talent. Um, executive directors are a little challenging, and they're like one of our most important hires, obviously. Um, we can't run without – we're here to support communities. Um, but, yeah, I think that there are some challenges, but they're also um, just having that networking and um, having good ref references and re resources to us. Well, and you've done an amazing job building your network. Mm -hmm. uh, you've worked with us uh, with the Bridge the Gap program, with the ambassadors. Uh, everybody seems to know you, and I think there is a huge respect for people that have put in the time and invested and worked your way and learned so much on the way up oh, and built such a great network. You can't replicate doing it. I, I totally agree. <laughs> well, and there's so many of these stories. We've, had, we've sat down with very uh, high-profile people like yourself now in president roles, CEO roles. Uh, Joel Nelson comes to mind, uh, you know, started out as, you know, on the front lines, you know, as a, as a you know, in his younger, younger career. And you hear that story often. Um, now pivoting here uh, for kind of the final section of, of our conversation, let's talk about um, capital partners. Uh, you know, you guys work with uh, some of the top of the food chain, <laughs> you know, um, capital providers and, and, and partners. What is, um, are you guys looking to, uh, continue to develop those relationships existing or are you here at ASHA and maybe Nick uh, coming up in a, in a month or so, are you looking to develop new relationships? I mean, I think a combination of both. We greatly, greatly appreciate our partnerships um, that we have with Harrison Street, PGM, and now most recently Blue Moon. We actually closed the property two days after Christmas. Um, so we, we greatly appreciate those partnerships and um, we have long-standing relationships, especially with Harrison Street and then PGM. Um, and Blue Moon, we're so grateful to be working with them. But definitely, we're always open to, to additional partnerships as well. Yeah, yeah, those are great companies. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, uh, a lot of them represented uh, here at, at ASHA as well. Well, we're excited to uh, have this conversation with you. Very excited, congratulations even though it's you know, not your first day at the job. It's been a you know, little while here, but congratulations officially from Bridge the Gap. And uh, thank you for also being a great ambassador for oh, the mission of Bridge the Gap. I love it. I love the networking y'all provide. I really appreciate it. 
You're so welcome. Well, and to our listeners, if you want to know more about our ambassador program, please go to our website. You can go to btgvoice.com and check out this episode, many more. Connect with us on social. Send us a message. We want to hear from you. And thanks for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with Josh and Lucas. Connect with the BTG Network team and use your voice to influence the industry by connecting with us at btgvoice.com.